To our hearts and minds, thank you again for tuning in. We're here to discuss all things that have been on our hearts and minds. The good, the bad, the concerning, and uplifting. Registry Talk. We're your hosts, Kimmy, our passionate heart. Yeah. And Jeanette, our mind and chronic overthinker. Let's get into it. Let's do. All Please right. Please and thanks. <laughs> How you doing, Kim? I'm doing all right. Yeah? I'm doing okay, you know. This week was hot. It was real hot. <laughs> but we get through the worst part. So now, you know, just relaxing and vibes and all. How about you? Yeah, this week was, uh, it went by so fast. I don't even know what happened. It's one of those weeks where you, it started, you blink, and all of a sudden, it's Friday. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, nothing to really write home about. I haven't really done much just making sure i go outside and get walks i had my niece I had to watch my niece on um or my nephew's daughter on uh thursday while i was working because uh her parents had to go for to an appointment and they didn't want to take her and she was here and damn you gotta have your kids young because i could not she was so let exhausting. me tell you <laughs> she was so exhausting I was, not like, easy at I was like where are you guys i can't she's killing me i'm dying slowly <laughs> Yes, that's true. I wanted I to. I have mine later in life, and trust me, man, you gotta have that energy. Be you gotta have that energy to bend yeah. and pick up and yeah, this and that. Yeah, especially if there's not another kid to entertain them. It's oh like yeah, you, you have to do all. The you work. have to be the entertainment. Mm-hmm. And it was a bit much, but gotta love her. So <laughs> got to at least we we bonded. Okay, I'll I'll put a positive spin on it. We bonded. That's good. <laughs> but yeah, that was my week. Um, okay, so that was our checkup with each other. Let's, yes. Let's just get right into the headlines. Please, because... <laughs> I wanted to start with what's going on with COVID in, in uh, Ontario. I don't know. I know we always want to do an update. <sighs> and, but I just I just know Delta, 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 uh, maybe fourth yep. wave. Uh, I know in the States it's pretty bad. I don't... I think here it's it's not... It, it's not looking... It's not as, like, dire as maybe in some places in the States. Yeah. But obviously, those are the states that don't really even have any mandates or not enforcing any mandates. So, um, yeah. And I feel like, um, no offense to our, you know, the American listeners here, but some of them, you know, being locked up for so long, I get it. I do. But as soon as they could break loose, like, they, there was no holds bar at all. There was none. It was like, just pick up as as they were. And um, I don't think that was necessarily the best move. Like, they should have still made mandate for, like, masks and stuff. So. At the very least. I think, at the very least, I think if you're trying to let your let your um, citizens feel free, at the very least, a mask. Maybe nothing, no, nothing else, but a mask. Encourage, at least encourage wearing a mask, at the very least. That's the least thing. Well, I think it should be mandated if you're going into public spaces, yeah. such as grocery stores. Or, yes, yes, yeah, definitely. That's what I mean. I think like, that's just, especially since it's open, mm-hmm. you know, there's open produce and stuff like that. So, here in Ontario, the numbers, you know, are going up, but they're not near into comparison to the states. Mm. And 
I'm glad that we're still being very reserved with how we're our approach to this, but we need to get this under control because the big W's coming. <laughs> winter. Yes, the big W winter in Canada, Ontario is is much. Yeah. So, you know, we have to prepare. But overall, I think that we're, you know, we're, we're trying to hold in there, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, have to tighten up some things maybe, but um, for the most part, I think okay, stuff so, to be safe. Okay, stay safe out there, everybody. So that was our COVID update here in Ontario. On to more fun and interesting news. <laughs> Not so depressing. Um, no. So our girl, Miss Robin Rihanna Fenty, is now a billionaire. As yes, of, Riri. Yes, Fenty Replay. Yes. <laughs> as of August fourth, she is now her net worth is now one point seven billion, and this is mostly due to the success of her beauty brand, Fenty Beauty. Yep. And she made Forbes said that she made over five hundred and fifty million last year in 2020 in a pandemic in okay? the midst in the panorama <laughs> in the panini this people pan- have to have the makeup for stay inside she already made half a billion in 2020 when nobody well, yeah yeah like you said everyone was inside and they were still buying that shit and then her also the other main income source for her is she has a 30% stake in the savage time savage times uh fenty laundry line Mm-hmm. Or Savage Fenty Laundry Line. I didn't know it was, she only had a thirty percent. It's probably part. Obviously, it's a partnership. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So that's where most of her money is coming from. But it looks like Fenty Beauty was the the big income generator for her. So I mean, I'm so proud of her because I mean, we yes, remember when really. she she came out. I remember she came out. Jay Z had two artists. It was Rihanna and um, the name is not coming to me right now. Let's see, that's how bad it is. I can't even remember the name of the other artist that he had. It was an R&B girl. Um, she's in a legal battle with 50 Cent right now. And for the love of me, her name is not... I know, I know. I know who you're talking about, but her name has escaped me as well. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. That's, that's, that's to say. And the big thing was that they were pushing her so heavy when... I mean, there's two artists, but for, but for some reason, they were pushing the um, R&B girl, the American girl, more, which made sense because her sound, or at least what they were trying to do with her, um, was the popular. That it would make yeah. sense that you're going to put all your effort in the thing that's more of a sure deal. Yeah. Versus, versus you know, the Rihanna had a Caribbean flavor. Maybe they were they weren't so sure they they were trying something new by by signing her. Well, um, it worked. It worked. It <laughs> definitely worked. And um, she definitely came out on top, not only in music, but obviously with her business endeavors. And it makes sense because you can only do music for so long and you're a slave to it, the industry. Yeah. And so this I is feel her. like she definitely understood that. <laughs> yeah. So she made her own financial freedom. So if she definitely, if she doesn't want to do music anymore, she is very, very, very good on that side. And you know what? To be quite honest, she was dating a billionaire for quite some time. She was. Mm-hmm. So she's already in at that life. You understand? 
She already in it. So she just made it on her own, though. Yeah. And she can sit at the table with the other billionaires. Exactly. Um, and so kudos to you, Riri. Yeah. She's, very, yes. one of, she's one of very few Little Bayesian girl come up and just take over. She most certainly did. <laughs> um, so moving on, Toronto Raptors, our, our beloved Toronto Raptors, who brought a championship in 2019, uh, Kyle Lowry, their top player, is being traded, I think, by his... He wanted to... Well, I mean, his contract is up, so... Yep. Um, he's now being traded to go to the Miami Heat. Yep. And the Torontonians are so sad and I'm, I'm kind of salty. I'm, like, kind of salty, but whatever. But, I mean, it, it's... I... <laughs> I saw an interview where, you know, he was talking about it. And I guess that's just the nature. It's like they don't have a lot of control because I'm sure they probably wanted to keep him, but they probably couldn't keep him for the money that he's getting. They obviously probably couldn't keep him for the money that they're getting. Yeah, we couldn't match that $90 million. Yep. Yes, you got $90 <laughs> million three years. for three years, $30 million a year. So he got a pretty, and considering that he's 35, that's damn bloody good. Yeah, and it's not like he, you know, didn't make a pretty penny when mm-hmm. he was playing yeah, here. Yeah, he actually did. But that. we just can't match that because not, that's like the entire team. Exactly. <laughs> and, 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 and at his age, it, it would probably wouldn't be worth it for the Raptors. No, um, but I do, I do wish him well. But what I'm salty about is why do we have to lose him? Like, stop. But he gave, I mean, I'm sad about him leaving because he's like literally the face of the Raptors brand. At least the, the whole the new. The new Raptors, the, the new Raptors, Raptors brand, yeah. But it's like when I think about his situation and what he's given the team, I feel like he gave us, he gave it, he gave us his all. And I'm if he yeah, wants to move on, yeah. if he wants, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if he wants to move on, thank you, Kyle Lowry. Yes, uh, yes, it, okay. Yeah. I won't be salty anymore, but <laughs> but whatever. good luck to him in Miami. Um, yes, good luck to him. I do wish him well. Um, He's a but classy, I know he's a that he guy. has a he definitely has a soft spot for here here oh, yeah. in Canada. Oh yeah, this is you where know, he made his Raptors. name. So don't forget us while you're off in Miami and things. <laughs> okay, and then moving on. So in yes. news in New York. So Andrew Governor Andrew Cuomo. I mean, we you know we're over here in Toronto, but this guy's name was everywhere around the world, especially. <laughs> With the onset of COVID last year, he was one of the, if not the main hero, or at least thinking, you know, somebody thinking with their head on when COVID kind of hit the world, especially this side, right? Governor of New York, he he was the one who mandated, even when Pre- President Trump was acting a fool and, and not, not ma- making mask mandates, he was like, no, we're going to wear masks in New York and we're going to shut down New York. We're going to shut down New York. And if you are going out to essential places or work, you need to be, you must be masked mask. up mask up and he was pushing that even with the federal government and the president twiddling his thumbs and humming and hawing all over the place so he was looked at kind of like a hero at the especially the first you know the definitely the first three months of the pandemic when things were haywire and we really didn't know what was going to happen or what was going to go on and he, he did was, make some good judgment calls he, he did. really did and and because of those calls and because he was so vocal and in the media um he Gain, a lot of people were bringing in the presidential discussion with him. We're like, wow, like, 
if this look at this guy being a real leader of his state, like not taking, you know, seeing the fumble that's going on at the federal level, he took control to take care of his citizens um, by shutting down the city. And so he made a really good name for himself outside of the state of Americans. Even here we saw him and we're like, wow, this guy is uh, fearless, fearlessly protecting his citizens. Yeah, I, I was very impressed by and, his actions. And that's, was. The, that's the most you can expect from your, your somebody that you voted in to, to govern your, your state or your city. And so, forward, going forward, he did have, after that, I mean, with, especially with the presidential thing getting connected to his names, you know the Republicans over there were sour, sour, mm-hmm. sucking sucking sour grapes and um so two scandals came out um leading up to this final sexual harassment one where he has now had to resign as of this Mm -hmm. week he resigned and surprise 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 surprise. so the first thing was him people finding out that he was fudging the numbers with uh the people the elderly that were dying in um nursing homes that was mm-hmm. one, which obviously very bad, and the other is now these sexual allegations that came up. These sexual allegations came up two or three months ago. I heard about them, but he kind of brushed them off and pretty much, uh, in his statement and his public appearances, he said, "You know, I'm I'm Italian and <laughs> we are affectionate, and that's how I am with my family and my friends and." Blah 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 blah, and he oh, brushed don't it off. Don't blame the culture, bro. Yeah, yeah. He, he put it on the whole Italian culture. Holy <laughs> You guys talk to your talk to your friend. <laughs> and come for so, your boy, like come stop. For your, okay. Come for your Italian brother. He's putting it Where's on. Where's Jersey Shore when you need them? Like come for your boy. <laughs> and so that's he kind of brushed it off, and it kind of went under the rug, right? And then recently, the attorney general um, had a a press conference. And pretty much, not only did she outline some of the statements that came from the victims, but mm-hmm. she also, within that within that press conference, flat out said that Governor Cuomo should resign. Straight up. Not suggest, <laughs> not nothing. She's like, he needs to resign. And I was like, damn, like, what exactly did he say to... Um, well, I wonder what they heard for them to just not even give him a moment. To, he didn't even have a chance to defend himself. Nothing. Not even to go. Well, I, in my heart, mm-hmm. what I'm feeling is he knows that they got something on him. And he knows that they could probably prove it. Mm-hmm. So when you're ambushed, mm-hmm. kind of just have to hush up. Mm-hmm. Like what? Like, you know what I mean? Like. I feel like he knows what they know. Yeah. And so essentially, yeah, the basically the governor general largely corroborated accounts of harassment by the Democratic governor, which is Andrew Cuomo. And that included unwanted groping, kissing, hugging and inappropriate comments through uh, inappropriate comments. Though obviously Cuomo is still denying all of that, but when it when you're in a situation, it's deny, deny, deny. Of so a couple of things that came up um, was one of his assistants, one of his aides, said he asked her multiple inappropriate questions, including including whether she slept with an older, ma- including whether she had ever slept with an older man, as well as propositioning her for sex. 
And as well as there was a time where he asked a state trooper to find him a girlfriend. You know, it's like, like <laughs> you see, he's living in like the Al Capone days. He's like, living in a, exactly. <laughs> so another woman who was an employee for an energy company said she met Cuomo at a rope line event in May 2017. She said that Cuomo pushed down on the logo chest area, the chest area on her shirt with the logo with two fingers. He then leaned in told her, and told her he was going to say there was a spider on her and then brushed the area between her shoulder and her chest. Jeez, um, this guy is really living like an old gangster <laughs> Italian movie, you know. Or you remember this sitcom? It was called Mad Men, where yes. it was like the time setting was back in like the late 50s, 50s and... Yeah. and where they could talk to women and deal with women and treat women however they want. Mm-hmm. This, he reminds me of that. Like this stereotypical, you know, man in a powerful position taking advantage of women that are around him. You know what I mean? Like this just screams like <laughs> Al Capone. Or yeah, like it's 2021, some sort Andrew. Of Scarface something or something, man. Shoot. Some sort of gangster movie. And it's like... You're you're in a position where I am very happy that he took the steps that he did, and it's good that he left that mm-hmm. um, behind with his legacy. But this kind of tarnishes it all. Yeah. Um. You can't just say blame it on the culture that oh you're touchy feely because you're Italian. Like you're still in a position of power, and so you have to understand your restraints and your you know what you can and cannot do. So, like I need you to. St- I'm I'm glad you resigned. It's mm-hmm. time to pack it in, you know? It's time to pack it. Yeah, so he resi- <coughs> he, he's resigned, and the lieutenant governor is going to be taking over. It's a woman. Um, obviously, we don't know nothing about her because Cuomo has been doing such a great job. Um, so we'll see. But, you know, there's also some people who feel like the timing is, is very questionable. Um, and I do, I do think there are other forces. Um, obviously, he was behaving badly. But this is obviously a concentrated effort from the other side to get rid of, of a, course, big, a very of big course. threat, a very big threat on the Democratic side of things. But he gave them the ammo. He did. He did. Yep. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And he's going to have to learn to maneuver. And just because this happened, this doesn't take him out for running for president, to be honest. So maybe. That's well, what look he... who was the president. Exactly. Like... This, a man who was on live tape talking about grab her by the pussy. Okay, I think Oh my Cuomo... god. Cuomo? This is a game show host, okay? <laughs> that was the, the president of the United States of America, one of the most powerful countries in the world. The game show host. <laughs> like, of yeah. course he can. Of course he can still run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might um, even have a chance. You know, so he uh, so that is that's Cuomo. And hopefully New York uh, will see what that leads to. I think that's a big blow for New York because obviously he was behaving badly with his staff and the women around him. But as a governor, he was doing a good job for such a large state. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to music news. Music news. Music news. So, Nas has a new album. Yes. 
King's Disease 2. I haven't fully listened to it, but I fully intend to. But I did listen to the song that he did with Lauryn Hill because obviously it's Lauryn Hill. And anytime Lauryn Hill jumps on a track, I'm jumping on that track. Okay? I'm yes, not Yes, I did jump on that track. Oh, you did? Okay. Yes, I sure did. I didn't listen was... to the whole album, not, but I listened to, I think, at least six or seven songs. Oh, I heard the first half is a little slow, but after the second half is a lot better. But yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna take a listen and probably have, you know, if I'm blown away, I'll let everybody know by next week. But my uh, king, I'm just excited that Nas is still putting out music. And, you know, Nas is always going to come with a message um, he's going to be telling you a lot. Yes. And you better take out your, your, your piece of paper or your pen. He's going to yes. be letting you You're going to learn something. You're going to learn something. So, but what I was excited when I first heard the clip with Lauren, and like, honestly, everybody on the internet was just like, Lauren has a verse, Lauren has a verse. And yes, remember- and it's bombastic. You need, I you need me- some Lauren in my life. Like, I, I need I it. Need- oh my God. And you remember when <sighs> she did their first song together, If I Rule the World. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that love song. Love him, love him, baby. Yeah. Oh, Lorna. L Boogie. So one of the things that she that took me out, like she's spinning again like Nas. And even now she's a grown woman. So she comes a, a very, she's very serious. And obviously that's, we understand why. Not only is she a grown woman, but she's been through a lot. Mm-hmm. And so it comes through in her music. And yeah, what, that what Marley killed, family. But there was a part, there was a part where, <laughs> yeah, true. There was a part that killed me. Where uh, talks about her timing? Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. So she's like, she's like, I have to read this. (laughs) I'm gonna read the lyric. She's like, now let me give it to you, balance with clarity. I don't need to turn myself into a parody. I don't. I don't do the shit you do for popularity. The they clearly didn't understand what I said. Get out, apparently. My awareness like Keanu in the Matrix. I'm saving souls and y'all complaining about my lateness. <laughs> now it's illegal for someone to walk in greatness. Like I was like, oh my God, Lauren. I can't. But when I heard her say, y'all complaining about my everybody. lateness. You see me in that verse right there? <laughs> she read everybody she and their read. mother and said, listen, no matter with it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were really turning Lauren into a parody though and a meme with her lateness but I mean it's hard for me to say, you know what I I I let Lauren be Lauren um I say protect Lauren at all costs so I'm not I'm just saying that was funny to me that's <laughs> I when I heard the whole song like first of all it became like nostalgic for me because mm-hmm. I remember when they did do that song yeah and I was like this is a perfect match. Yes. The two of them, they they really re- are connected and how they, they balance each other in a song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when I heard this and I was like, Lauren's on the track, I thought she was going to be singing or something mm-hmm. or yeah. so- have some sort of hook. Yeah. yeah. You know, but when she dropped the lyrics and my girl put everybody in their spot about her timing. Mm-hmm. I said, Lauren, mm-hmm. you need to stop the nonsense. Get into the studio and drop an album ASAP. Like, stop. I can't. Uh, even, even what she was saying and how she was saying it was mm-hmm. so deep. 
Yeah, and she does, and she, and like you said, she's calling out the industry. She's calling out the industry, and it's like I love, and like not only is it a verse, like you said, because you're right, the mo- most recent songs that she's done or jumped on, she's kind of doing the hook and she'll do the bridge. But for her to spit a whole verse, and it's like not like no sixteen bars, like this is a good thir- like thirty two bars, maybe. She more. went toe to toe with Nas. Yep, yep, definitely. So I mean, I hope this is a taste. I in her time, if she wants to come back, come back. If she doesn't, but Lauren, you know we all love you, and and we'd be here for you. But she did say here something that she says: "See me in my freedom." See me in my freedom, taking all my land back. They sent a lot against me, thinking I'd just stand back. I got my legs beneath me. I got my hands back. A lot of people sabotaged. They couldn't stand that. I turned the other cheek. I took blow for blow. There's so much crisis in the world because you reap what you sow. And listen, all these people that's tried to sabotage Lauren and put her in a box, especially, we know the story with her. Yeah. Um, I feel like this was like a clap back at them. Um. And, and everything else that we may not know about. But we know the stuff in the early days. I don't know as, what has happened since then. But, yeah. Well, from what I do know from what... Like, when we say Lauren has been through some things. Oh, she's like, been she's through, been through, through some, some things. things. And when she started out in the game, she was still young and trying to figure herself out. Mm-hmm. And I think being in a group, that type of um, talent... Mm-hmm. Just it overtook the group. Yeah. If you if you if you I ask agree. me, I know like, what you mean. She overtook. She you know. So Wyclef is good now. You know he's great now. He can make some music, but mm. for the most part, the real talent that you could see in that group was her. Yes. And so she just overshadowed, and I'm sure along the way, especially when she had her son, mm-hmm. it's it's actually very similar to how Cardi B is. Yeah. Like yeah. just yeah. as she started to pop, mm-hmm. she got pregnant, mm-hmm. and she had to make a decision, and she decided to have her child. And she had you to know? be really strong to do that because and she had to whole... be exactly, especially mm-hmm. since everybody, even the people, the members of your group. Yep are trying to discourage you, right? Mm-hmm. So she's had to stand strong and learn who she was. And I think she's an awesome, awesome human being. But she has some, some you know, demons. some she's screws fight- are loose, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, loose a little bit, you know? She's fighting some demons. Yeah, and she knows it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's being honest about it. So. And she's, and, and so her, that song, when I listen to the songs on Nas's album, mm-hmm. That stood out to me, and I put it as number one. Mm. Um, number two for me was No Phony Love. Okay. Because I was like, okay, Nas is taking it to like a more deeper side of a man when it comes to love and relationships, which yeah, I... We need I, more of that. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Right? And he, and he almost makes it cool as a man. I heard you know? that there's a track on there with Eminem. Yeah, um, hear that one. Uh, it's uh, what you I think it's the saw, pressure. No, no, no. I just found it. E, e, EPMD, too. yeah, EPMD, yeah. And um, you now lyrically, it. we know Eminem is just gonna insult, like, he's just gonna take <laughs> over the like, he's yeah. just. He's a lot. He's lyrically, he's, he's, he's very <laughs> Just strong. Say he's a lot. <laughs> he's very strong lyrically, yeah. you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you can't really mince words or play wrong. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was deep. I thought it was nice. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just anybody out there, I'm sorry, but 
Nas is the type of rapper I like to listen to because he talks some serious truth that I could actually see. I don't know. Yeah, I have to, I'm gonna have to listen to it this week, and then if I'm really, really blown away, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll, or at the very least, I'll have I'll have some callouts on the album that uh, I want to call out. So moving on. So there was a versus battle. We didn't talk about this last week, but I do think it happened. It happened like maybe on the same day or the next day. So maybe we didn't have a chance to talk about it, but it was Dipset versus the locks. Yeah. And I want to say, but I really want to call it from what I've seen and heard. It's Dipset versus Jada kiss who is really on point. Like everybody was ranting and raving. And even I just saw clips. I even haven't even gone back to watch the whole thing because I'm just like intimidated by two, over two hours of <laughs> content, but right? I definitely need to uh, go back to the, uh, Highlights at the very least, um, because it was crazy. It was very New York. Jada, but to me, Jada Kiss has always been the strength of the locks. Like he's always been the voice of the locks, even though Styles P has released albums and I've heard his album. Like lyrically, he's actually very good. But I just feel like Jada Kiss was always at the f- forefront and his lyrics and his music. I'm always like, yeah, clearly Dipset. Dipset was for me, it's like Dipset is image. Cause you remember when you're in high school, late high school years, maybe early yeah, university. Dipset. Everybody, all the guys were wearing like the bandanas, like on the side and the big ass shorts. And they just had a look that all the guys were like, they pretty much were the, in terms of style, they guided a, a generation at least at that time, point in time. So for me, Dipset was more like style and like, you know, the look. And they obviously had songs, but I just mean now looking back, like Dipset was a look, right? And a vibe. Very much so. And a vibe. And then the locks were just lyrics, 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 lyrics. They're coming at you with straight hard lyrics. And fire. Um, fire. And so they've been getting a lot of attention. They were on the Breakfast Club. They're about to. The locks are about to go on tour. But the crazy thing is, I saw there was one crazy thing I saw was that Cameron. Cameron's always been an arrogant motherfucker, but Cameron was sitting on. Cameron came out with a lounge chair first of all. Needs to sit down. And he was sitting on a lounge chair, and Styles P. Styles P. was like rapping and probably doing a little freestyle on him. And Cameron just kicks him, like, so disrespectful, <laughs> like, what the hell? So there was some moments, there was some shaky moments, but it's like, sometimes the tension is awkward, but it's also kind of entertaining. So I'm glad it was. It all ended in peace and love, but there was definitely some tension, like when we saw um, Gucci Mane and, what's his name, Jeezy. Yeah, so there was, a, there was a little bit of tension, but we, you know, it was good for those viewing, and it ended in love, so I'm glad that's how it ended up. And then, but you know, but um, go ahead. Wait. I just wanted to say, first of all, that Jadakiss ran the show, he ran it. Now, Dipset, you guys are all about more, you're more about flossing than you yes. are about yes. lyrics. Yeah, so when I think New York and battling verse for verse, I think that you know, he can't Jadakiss held down the whole stage, like, stop. <laughs> now, now, in terms of can it get real heated? Mm. I know with um, what's it called, uh, Gucci Mane and um, Jeezy. Yeah, I was holding my breath. Yeah, like, that was scary. <laughs> whole line, 
Where's the security? Is everything mapped out? (laughs) Is it mapped out? (laughs) Because um, this could get real, real serious. But it was nice to see that it didn't and that Mm -hmm. they focused on getting their bag. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what happened here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was glad to see them. And I guess the younger generation can get to see the locks and Dipset, which were voices of a generation. And they're getting their bag. They're going on tour and they're getting their bag. So kudos to them. Awesome. Awesome sauce. I can't wait to see more of Jadakiss, though. Okay, and then finally, finally, before we end up the headlines and music news, Donda is still not out. But I heard that it got leaked, though. (laughs) Well, what he has done is he's put it on pre-order, so you'll see a track list, and it's a tentative track. Like, So you'll go and you'll see the album, and it's actually funny because the cover of the album on, on Apple music is just the loading the mac loading sign (laughs) like kanye okay say what we want to say about kanye but he is a king of marketing and album release promotion like this guy he it's like the the frenzy that's building up for this album now Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he's feeding into it because he not he also did another listening party which was there's a little bit more performance element of it in this one it looks like again the stadium was packed Mm-hmm. Okay, again, they were Joe's people who were in the stadium, paid for tickets. <laughs> and um, he was releasing some videos, or some of his friends were releasing videos of him recording in the uh, Mercedes, the Atlanta Mercedes Stadium. And he was reportedly paying a million a night. I think he's moved on from there, but he was staying there to finish the album. And all now the album can't done. <laughs> <laughs> But I know I know it's gonna be a solid album, so I'm not mad. But I'm just it's just funny. It's just well, funny. there's a song that I heard. Uh, it's called uh, "Jesus Lord." Yes, and I'm very into that song right now. Like I think uh, that's with, a song what's I was with Jay Electronic. Oh, Jay Electronica, yeah, Jay Electronica. Electronica, very... that's right. Yeah, if you're not familiar with Jay Electronica, I would say go listen to his album. He did an album. It was mo- it's funny because it was his album, but like there's so many tracks on there with him and Jay Z. Um, so but it's uh it's very good and it's very conscious. It's very you're gonna feel it. He's saying a lot of powerful things. He is Islamic. So there's a lot of messaging in there in terms of worship and putting things to God and living your life according to pleasing him. Obviously, he's Islamic, so it's Allah, but, you know, it's the same one God. So, yeah, I would suggest, you know, anybody who's into hip-hop, if you like Jay-Z, if you like Kanye, check out Jay Electronica. Very good music. Yes. And that's the headlines. So let's jump into our first segment, Wagwan for Real. Wagwan for Real. Please, we need to have this uh, conversation right here. Yes, we will. And before we get into it, just reiterate for our listeners, the one we get, the Wagwan for Real segment is talking about things where we ask the hard question, Wagwan for Real, what's really happening here? Things that just don't add add up, things that just don't make sense. sense. They don't make no sense. Not at all. And so this week, we're talking about Alfonso Ribeiro, a.k.a. Carlton. Love a white gal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from, from from the Fresh Prince, there is an article and video circulating where he says that he thinks that black people don't support him because of his white wife. And I want to ask, ain't nobody here talking about Carlton? 
Nobody cares about that. Who cares about Carlton and who he's married to? Really? Like, really? At the end of the day, really? I don't Nobody hear anybody. A damn. I have a question. Do you hear anybody talking about Carlton Nobody and his wife? Nobody gives a damn. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody cares. So, okay, I want to read a quote from the interview that he did. So he says, I'm in my own little world with support from almost no one. To be in love with someone I've fallen in love with, with, how does that make sense? It doesn't. We all want to live in a world where everyone is accepted for being, for being and loving and living the way they choose to live. I will support any person who wants to live in the world they want to live. I'll support a racist person to live in a world that they want to live in. They don't have to be around me. And then he also said... (laughs) He points out his issues with trying to work through his career. He recently opened up about not being loved by black families due to his own interracial one. He points out that (sighs) he he gets comments from people constantly about his wife, who is white... He feels that because of this, he exists in a weird middle ground where white people do not fully embrace him, nor do black people. And I have to say, Kim, this is the first I've heard of this. Listen. (laughs) This is the first I'm hearing this. I haven't heard... Listen, nobody cares about you married to a white woman Mm -hmm. because... Let's just be real. The majority of black men that are in Hollywood are married to white women mm-hmm. or at least half. So you're not an anomaly. You're not, you're not. a unicorn here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I don't understand why you would think people actually give a damn. And I have to ask myself, are you hard up for cash? Yeah, that's like, it's coming. It's coming off up? as desperate. It's coming off as thirsty for attention. Yeah, because nobody. Listen. When you're in, in when you are in an interracial relationship, you mm-hmm. will con you will come across people who don't approve of your relationship. Mm-hmm. That's something that you and your spouse, whoever you fall in love with, mm-hmm. have to be prepared for. Yeah. Okay. You can't have a chip now, on your shoulder for that. Now, do I think it's right? No. Mm. Do I think that you should be able to live your life however you see fit? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, don't put it don't put your business out in the street like this because there's a video of him. Oh yes. Yep. I'm okay. gonna play that. Yes. There's Call a video of him out there mm-hmm. where he has made it quite clear on an actual stage that he loves white women. And that's and that where my problem. That's like where my problem. Women. That's where my problem lies. Now, mm-hmm. when you when you put yourself and your business out in the street like that, you have to be prepared for people to comment. And I think you're trying to put it in the forefront so that people can comment and that you stay relevant. And to me, it's sad separation or divide with that type of antics. Like in one second, you're saying that you love you love white women, but you didn't come from a white woman at all. Let me actually, let me, let me. So I, I find it hard for you to now, you know, downplay black women and upplay this white woman and then turn around and expect that different pockets of the black community, such as black women, to be receptive of your relationship when we know that the foundation of it is not necessarily about love. Mm. It's just purely that she's not black. That's a hot take. So let me play the video that we're mm-hmm. talking about. Please so do. First, we got the news. First, we got the news in the statement that Carlton was saying that he felt that black people didn't support him. So all of us were like, what? And then because of this, Twitter went and found this video 
of him literally praising, not, I wouldn't say praising, but like just doing some weird fetishizing, fetishizing of white women. And then that's when everything went left. So I'm going to play it now. As we heard, yep. I love white women like a damn coon. Well, here's the thing is that when you just said initially that he was like praising, he was. I think there's a different, there's praising and it's like doubt. No, like- he was praising. You're going on that type of platform. Mm-hmm. And as a black man, that's who you're holding up. Mm-hmm. Is a, as a white woman. In a, and the problem is in a room full of white people. Thank you. So it's like you're trying to pander to them. Exactly. So, uh, so for me, it's uh, for me, it's like, what do you really expect people to think? You are coming across like even if I was his wife, mm-hmm. I would feel some yeah, type I'd be of way. uncomfortable. He, it's like he's almost fetish, fetishizing her. And even if that's my type of thing. Mm-hmm. Do I need the whole world to know that? Do you know what I mean? Like, I think he's just putting it on blast in a way that is so disgusting. It's so distasteful. And I feel, is this a money grab? Like, you trying to stay relevant or something? Yeah, I kind of feel like he, that's you the know, only thing that kind of makes sense did, in my brain. They did the Fresh Prince reunion, right? And maybe he expect a little bit more to come out of it. Like, you know, the attention or something like that. So now you, okay, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but obviously you want something, you want some type of attention by coming out and saying this. Because nobody ever really talked about him being in an interracial relationship. Nobody was disappointed. It was actually kind of expected, to be honest, if we're really honest. Look at your character that you played. And I feel like you never stopped playing Carlton. You know, maybe there's that side to you that was very easy to come out. If if you want, listen, here's how I feel. is If you want to be with a white woman, go ahead. Yes. But I need it to come from a real place of love. Yeah. And you can't And down- not some sort of, um, I don't know, like some sort of an act. An act, and you can't put down other other reasons. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I and I feel like it's very much an act mm. when you have to make it clear to the world that you love white women so much. Number one and number two that you that you don't think that the black community supports you. Now, here's the thing: is being a part of the black community. It's if you're gonna do that, do that. Mm-hmm. People can respect you more when you stand true to what you really want to do. Yep. But when you're like this, it, it almost seems like you're doing it for a reason, mm-hmm. like other than loving her. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, um, I don't know, maybe you think white is power and having a white woman on your arm makes you powerful. I yeah. don't know. Whatever it's, it might be, it's not just about loving this woman. Yeah, it's giving, it's giving coon, okay? It's just giving coonish. <laughs> Okay, so let's let's let Carlton <clears throat> um, bask in his uh, situation because in his white glory, in his white yes. glory, 
Go do that. Go do that. Nobody gives a damn, Carlton. Go sit down. We don't care, okay? We already knew this is what was lined up. Stop. (laughs) Okay, so we have a new segment that we're going to do this week. We're not going to do Lot of Mercy. And it's called The Call Out. And and The Call Out is where Kim and I will ask each other each one random question on the fly. It's going to be free. You know, she's not going to know what I'm going to ask her. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to know what she's going to ask me. It's just right off the fly. We want our immediate an immediate response from each other. And we just yes. want to learn, you know, we're going to have to think on our toes. That's why it's a call out. You know, somebody's calling you out. You better be ready. So that's what we're calling it. And listeners, let us know we're, we're welcoming anybody. If you have a call out that you want me or Kim to ask each other, send it to our email. Please do. That's in our, yes. it's in our podcast. Answer. It's in our podcast description. So you can email, email us your questions for the call out. So, since I'm starting things, I will start first. And I'm going to keep it light and easy. I think, maybe, Kim, you could tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm going to keep know, it. I don't know. I don't know. It's the first, it's the first time, so we're going to ease the Please call out. Please ease me in. Okay, and so, so. I think what we should do definitely is um, take turns. Yes, we will take turns, yep. So I have one for you. I already have one in my head right now, and I wrote it down already. Okay, no, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm gonna. I have my question. I have my question. No, no, no. I'm gonna wait till next time. Trust. Yes, okay. I might think of a next one. Okay. So, but it's 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 one question each. Yeah. So I'll go first. What is your toxic trait? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 Um, was it an easy my... one? Oh, jeez, on peace. You're not easy. You know. <laughs> my toxic traits. Mm. Whoa. Um. <laughs> boom. No, actually, you know what? I can answer that. And okay. um, sometimes I'm easy to anger. You know. Okay. Okay. Sometimes I'm easy to anger. And um, because you know what? In my mind, right? Here's the thing. Is that I already broke it down in my mind. Like, mm-hmm. whatever is happening in front of me, I've already done some sort of mathematical equation where I've come to this anger. And yes. um, I've been working on it, though. I've been mm-hmm. asking God to help me on that because, girl, there's times when my mouth is real, like, my <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? As your friend, I could say you have gotten better. Uh, thank you. So you noticed it, right? <laughs> yes, it I know. You've gotten much better. You've gotten much better with that. Yeah. I I met, I was not friends with Kim in high school, but I knew of her in high school and uh, she was scary. Stop. <laughs> Not true. Maybe a little bit, but no, it wasn't true. <laughs> no, no, it's just you know what it was is that like I always had to defend myself. You understand? Yeah. And, and like you have your reasons, would, and we've explored reasons why. Yeah, they um, come at me with some some nonsense, and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna just lay yeah. down with that. Like As I'm you- I'm gonna you know mm-hmm. pop off. And <laughs> when I was. You know, in high school, I literally was like a firecracker, like, mm-hmm. 
um explosive <laughs> okay so your toxic trait is so, your anger and yeah so that no wait hold on that question applies to you too yes i'm gonna i was gonna answer i'm gonna answer so i have many i could admit i have many but the one that comes to, right to mind in and i know now that it's 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 i've read up on it and i do th- i think it's a symptom of anxiety but i am a chronic procrastinator like I, I, <laughs> I love you though I, for it. Like, I am I love a it. chronic, it's chronic. It's not procrastination. It's a chronic problem, a lifetime <laughs> issue. God, please help me. <laughs> I love you for it though, because I'll say one thing. When you when you do get to the do, it's like I'm sit getting, back and beware. Like I'm, she's I'm getting old. It's it. stressful now. It's stressful. It's like it's like why would you purposely put yourself in a situation where you're gonna be stressed and anxious? And it's like, but you know, I've read I've read something I've read that is actually could be a form of anxiety. It's like you have so much anxiousness or so much anxiety about something you have to do or a situation that you can't do and you just don't do anything. And then the only point that you do do something is when you're in a corner and you don't have a choice but to you have to do something and yeah but it, it's it's bad it's bad but that's that's what top of mind i've many but that's one that comes to me right away um i don't you know what girl like we've known each other for quite some time now so in university is when i really had a chance to, to be <laughs> around you in that sort of realm mm-hmm. and yeah yeah i can see the procrastination but <laughs> i've also seen a person that once they once they sit to do it mm-hmm. it's like it comes out like way 10 times more than you would expect it to have been mm-hmm. because of the procrastination you understand mm-hmm. what i'm saying mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's what i used like, to tell myself <laughs> you kill it every time and i'm like but hold on a second how come i have to like <laughs> I have to plan this. I have to plan this bitch out. Like, like you get two weeks. Like planning. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, doing yeah, yeah, yeah. it, and then before you know it, just like yeah, I'm gonna do it this weekend, man. <laughs> do on Monday. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm gonna do it this weekend. And then you come out and you're like, like statistics in university. It's like, oh, well, we're oh. both in the same boat, Bridget. Like that's it. That, that, we but have somehow, to, we're going to have to, we're going to have to save that story time. Yes. Him and we I did, definitely. when we did statistics in uh, university, when it was like one of our last years. And um, it's, that's a triggering word for me, but yeah. So we have to save that for a story time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic story. It is. But you, like you just, I don't know. You like leaps and bounds. Like, yes, I've, I've survived it, but it, it's something that it's like, you know, like, just like you said, with your anger, it's something that you, you try, you know, it's a problem, but it's, and then you, you do try and do work on it, but it's like, why can't I just like not do this anymore? <laughs> so like you said, it's a toxic trait. It's a trait that is, uh, it's embedded in my psyche, but I, I'm gonna, I really want to, in the second portion of my life i'm getting into my late 30s so hopefully and then you know by the time i reach 40s situation i'm in a much better place i don't know but i'm gonna work on it (laughs) well okay so that i wanted to move on to the question that i had for you Mm -hmm. now it's it was very now okay so where this came from is while listening to music and stuff like that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i wanted to ask 
if you could put a man and a woman together in a versus, who would it be? Wow. Remember, so far oh. we've been seeing same sex, same yes. sex, same yes. sex. Ooh. Ooh, that's a big question. I, you know, I when you said music, I was like, oh, I got this. And then he and then he hit hit me with this, and now I'm like, whoa! Because all of the verses that we've been seeing thus far, it's the same sex. It's like, yeah. And 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 I know we try to they try to get like evil, um, so that they're on even playing. Yeah, they do try to be some type of uh, even playing field. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned this because um, before I answer, this is that's a big question. That's a big question. Before I answer, um, we're going to be talking about Nick Cannon in our upcoming workout section session. But in yes, the, he was recently on the Breakfast Club, and something that he said when asked about his ex-wife Mariah Carey, they asked him, "Who do you think should go against Mariah Carey in the verses?" And the obvious answer for people who've been circulating is either a Janet or Mary. Those are the two popular ones that come up when it comes to um, Mariah Carey. And mm-hmm. then he said, he said, R. Kelly. Obviously, it's not feasible. R. Kelly's in jail, as he should be. Good. But, I mean, looking at the catalog, I was like, you right? know what? I was like, you know what? Some people were against it, but I was like, actually... In terms of songwriting and longevity, I... This is what I'm saying. That is actually a good pair, but that's... Okay, so that's one. That's an example, and that's one where I'm like, I... It can't happen, but theoretically... But hold on. I want to interject on that. Mm -hmm. To take it a step farther, Mm -hmm. they could be dead or alive. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay, okay. So, this is gonna be controversial. This is gonna be controversial. This is it. And this is on the top. The I got called out. This is top of the mind. I didn't get time to think about this. So nope. I'm gonna say Michael Jackson and Beyonce. Boom. That's controversial, but you know what? Boom. Boom. That just came to me. That's it. <laughs> well, and the first say, thing that came to me when I thought of this question, yeah, was Prince and Madonna. Okay, yes, okay. So here's why I say that. I say they're of almost the same time frame. Yeah, that make that actually makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. So why I said print sorry, why I said um Beyonce and uh, Michael Jackson is because it's pretty much a conversation has been is that basically Beyonce is a female version of Michael Jackson in terms yeah. of Hits and porn, and just in terms of work ethic, I would say more it comes down to like how they grew up with the, how their fathers kind of molded them into the stars that they were, as well as the and I think because they had that like serious, intense like drive from put in them through their parents, they're very their work ethic is like nobody works like Beyonce, nobody worked like Michael Jackson in terms of like performing and putting out work when it comes to performance. And consistently putting out new projects every two or three years. Michael, there was more space. But, I mean, he was, like, on such a grand scale. Um, But, yeah, that's kind of where my thinking was. Well, well, right. So, my thinking for Prince and Madonna is that they, they, they do have a very comparable yeah. um, catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, they could kind of go toe to toe with each other, mm-hmm. and they're of that same era. Mm-hmm. 
Um, now I'm talking about Prince when he was like just came out and he was hot and everybody mm-hmm. was walking around with a purple velvet suit on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like when he was hot. Mm-hmm. Um, later on in his career, you know, he he did different ventures and stuff like that, just like Madonna. And I feel yeah. like they very much could go toe to toe with each other. So that's where I I my mind went. And and you know. We're limiting the versus battles to just people who are alive. Yeah, no, you're right. And then if and, and we there can was, still run their tracks, we could still. You are exactly right. That was a good point to say, dead or alive. So I would say that I do. I think Mariah and R. Kelly, <laughs> and um, the the two that we talked about. And then if you want to do a hip hop one. Nikki, who would Nikki would go against? Because Nikki's definitely the female. Nikki is the female rapper. So, um, who is going against her as a male? What do you think? Just to wrap as this a up. Male. Yeah. Let's see. Like you see, the thing is with Nikki, when I think of her mm-hmm. her rap, it's not necessary, it's not hardcore. It's like no, she's had hardcore moments, but overall she has she has a overall, few no. bars that are hardcore moments. But she, yeah. like, I wouldn't pair her with someone like Jadakiss. No, so I you wouldn't do somebody pair her co- with somebody who's like, had good crossover appeal. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, that is a good question. Let's see, Busta. Ooh, that's actually a good one. I never that even crossed my mind. But you know why that's a good one? Because. They're they are, both. He's very much a crossover rapper. He's definitely he's very much a crossover, but and they both have that Caribbean flavor. But not yeah. that's not the main thing. The main thing is they both kind of have fun, like their wordplay, and they can have a lot of fun with how they how they rap and they play around a lot with how they rap. Very much. So, and they can be bubbly. They can be animated. They can be serious. So that's actually really good. That didn't even cross my mind, mm-hmm. but that actually seems like a really that's a really good one. That's a mm-hmm, real mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. All right. That was our call out and uh, look out for it for more in weeks to come. Yes. And listeners, please, if you have a question, put it there. Let us know. <laughs> we, will ask, we, will, we will definitely ask, you know, and uh, call us out. Yes. Call us out. Let's see what's up. Yes. But moving on, we are definitely now going to go into the workout. Yes, I love the workout. And as Jeanette was mentioning a little bit earlier, it is uh, we are going to be talking about Nick Cannon. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, I did want to just say that the workout is where we exercise our hearts and our mental fitness. Okay, and we take a deep dive discussion into issues, different issues that are impacting us, impacting the culture that's been happening in the last few weeks. Now, we said it's going to be on Nick Cannon. And Nick Cannon decided that he was going to go on to the Breakfast Club. Okay. <laughs> and talk a whole leaps of fuckery. whole leaps. Okay. So he decided that he was going to discuss his views on marriage. Hmm. And, uh, you know, pretty much stated that marriage is a, a Eurocentric concept. Mm-hmm. So... I want us to lead this discussion in Nick Cannon's thoughts on um, what marriage is. I did get a chance to actually listen to, not the whole show. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm going to be real. I don't have yeah. a whole time for that. 
But I did listen to a good portion of the show and, and this particular comment that he made. Mm-hmm. And Jeanette? <laughs> <laughs> Some bullshit. <laughs> listen, this man needs to just sit down because he's causing more harm than he is good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there's so many questions that if I had an, I had a chance to ask this man, one of them is, mm. so what happened to your Nickelodeon brand that you had before? What happened to that, you know, squeaky clean image that your brand was created on? Now we're, be, now we're doing this? Now we're just creating children to just create them? Fatherless homes. Just ridiculous. This man, I listened to what he had to say. And it's fine if you don't want to be in a monogamous relationship. Mm. That's one thing. But if you're going to decide to create children, you actually are indeed marrying that woman because you're going to be there and in that child's life for the rest of their life. You're connected for a very long time. Forever. Mm -hmm. Okay, because when your child grows up and gets married, guess yep. what? You're both at the wedding. When you have your gr- your first grandchildren, guess what? It's both of you grand pitney. Mm-hmm. So you're always going to be interconnected. And so I feel as though that's more of a commitment than actual marriage. So for you to just have countless women and he's up to seven kids right now. So I need Nick Cannon to stop the fuckery. But in the meantime, <laughs> I did decide that I wanted to discuss this with you, Jeanette. And mm-hmm. there's one particular thing that kind of st- stood out to me and that was kind of disgusting of him was that, you know, he 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 demeaned marriage and the sanctity of marriage to absolutely nothing. He's going on to different platforms and and making it seem as though being monogamous and having a marriage and being committed to someone is a is a huge mistake and mm. that it's the worst thing that you could do mm. now if that's the life that he wants to live kudos to you yep. but now you're creating lives you are sick so you don't know how your longevity on this earth mm-hmm. so just to have that in mind and and go on and try to preach this to other black men that might look up to you is an absolute crime. I feel like you, how dare you do that to your black community? How dare you put that imagery into the black community? We're already fighting that type of imagery already. We're already, we're we're trying to get out of that mentality. And here you are making it seem as though it's a cool thing to do. So I, I really want to know what else you might think on this particular topic, because I am I, I have a lot to say, <laughs> um, but I don't want to be rude. Okay, <laughs> so here's my rationalization of everything. So like you, I watched the interview, and I'm so glad that Charlemagne, Charlemagne said it best, and he basically spoke for everybody he's been looking at. At, at Nick Cannon sideways. It's like, what is it's it's tiring. Why do you want to be stretching yourself so thin? I'm so happy. I have my wife that I love and I trust, and we have our children together, and 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 that's that. I don't have this situation that's like spread out everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And 
like you said, mar- when he said, when he got into his marriage is a Eurocentric concept bag, I was like, nigga, please. Sorry. But, um, <laughs> it was just so clearly, it was just so clearly him trying to excuse bad behavior. It was, it justifies it, it, stupid action. It came off as BS. It didn't come off as authentic. I, it, he didn't even sound like he believed that shit. Like, in all honesty, it just, it's just like, he couldn't even, like, explain himself properly. He was stuttering through that, like, it ain't nobody's business. And for me, just own it. Like he said, he did, he, he said, like, you know, I, I know myself and I can't be in a monogamous relationship. And, and that's fine. That, that's, that's all, that's, there's plenty of men like that. But for you to say that, but really it's, and he's trying to make it seem like in other interviews, he tried to make it seem like he's doing this on purpose. I, I really don't think he's doing this on purpose. I think that he has agreement with this woman to have, <clears throat> to be sleeping with them with sleeping with them without protection, which is, he obviously has some type of agreement, but of course, um, some of these, like we said, the women that are, are participating in this obviously come from homes that are probably broken or maybe single parent homes or that's normalized behavior. But to understand that your child is like you are, so you're having a child, right? And you happen to have it with Nick Cannon. And for you, you're probably thinking, oh, he, at least he's wealthy and he can look after me and my child. No problem. I'll, I'll mostly be comfortable for most of my life at the very least. Right. Mm-hmm. But now you are depriving of your child, though you're having your child, you're having, he's getting money, but you're depriving him of a full-time father. Exactly. He's, and on purpose. On purpose, like knowingly. Like it's one thing that happens, sometimes it happens, but you know, most, most, most women, uh, I would assume, are hoping, at least very, hoping or under the impression that, you know, that's the father of their child is going to be with them and they're gonna raise their child together well that's the that's the hope that's the you hope. know yeah nothing is guaranteed but i think most people go into it with that with that in mind i think and so for you to know knowingly know that okay a hundred percent it's guaranteed your child will not have a full-time father and i, I don't know i don't know about that ladies i don't know <laughs> well here's the thing here's one thing that i also wanted to point out about nick cannon um is that he seemed irritated he was in the interview he that did. people yep. are in his business right mm-hmm. yeah and he said at one point interrogating him yeah you know and here's my thing if you don't put your business in the streets nobody has anything to interrogate you about mm-hmm. but you put your business in the street Okay, I saw you stand up with four different women and have baby photo picture and all of this thing. You didn't just create your little haram on your own and and just tucked it away and mind your business. Mm -hmm. No, you've used this as a way to stay relevant. Mm. You've used those women. You've lied to those women. And I know you've lied to those women because Jessica White, while you were with her and she was having miscarriages... She had to find out that you had another one of those women pregnant. Yeah, that was sad. With, with your with your child, mm-hmm. so miss me with the bullshit uh, on feeling self righteous where no one should in, should interrogate you or hold you accountable, especially when you're putting such stupid imagery out to the rest of the world that this is okay. 
Um, he did seem irritated. That's a good point. I was like, this, like you said, it's all over, it's all over social media. And that's probably why he had to come with that half-assed explanation. Again, he doesn't owe anybody explanation, but you, you're going to have to own that you're, you're an asshole. Like you're going to have to own up to the fact that you're not a good, you're not a good father figure. You are a father, but you're definitely far from the ideal picture of a father. Just again, like you said, Showing, giving, throwing money at them and visiting them every once in a while. There's no way he was trying to say that you know all my kids. You know they're gonna have my time. I go to games. I go. To, it's not. It's literally impossible, especially since this. So this what batch about of the kids. late night feedings? Every, what yep. about the run to the to to, to yeah, the hospital when they're I have a fever? Not what about that? Nope, he can't do it. Literally, it's impossible. It's impossible for him to be. The only way it's possible is if he literally creates. A, a whole family. home that yeah. has different set, different divisions of the house. Yeah. Th- that's the only that's way, way it's possible. They have to all live there in his compound. And, and his that house. would include Mariah. And Mariah ain't going And Mariah there. is not about that life. <laughs> no, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> She's not about that life. <sighs> Out of all of those women, Mariah made sure to say you marry her, though. <laughs> so this right? is my thing. With right? that whole conversation about marriage, is that he at one point classified it as being someone's property. Mm. And what he was saying, you know, that marriage, the whole construct of marriage is that you you are being owned by someone. And he used a, an example of a father giving his daughter for land. Mm-hmm. Right? And um, <clears throat> I thought that that was a, a very cheap blow mm-hmm. towards the constitution, like to the towards the institution of marriage, mm-hmm. um, which I believe was created by God. Mm-hmm. God made the institution of marriage, and yes, as human beings, we've managed to come along and rip it to shreds and make <laughs> our own existence of what it is. Yeah, but but the the real crooks of it all was created by God Mm -hmm. in which Adam, he saw needed a partner and he made one for him. And once he did, he said, you two get together and be fruitful and multiply. He did not expect that Adam was going to say, okay, hold on Eve. There's, you know, Juliet over here. I'm going to holler at her. And then come back and we have some more babies and I'm going to go to her and go on and on and on. Now, he might have his own ideas in his mind. And that's yeah. great. Yeah. But you're only you only have those ideas to justify what you've done. You, that's 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 purely what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but there's another issue that I wanted to bring up here that I noticed that kind of I don't know if I would say it triggered me. Mm-hmm. But. Okay, so Jessica White, one of his girlfriends that he was with for a very long time, mm-hmm. beautiful black woman, you know, a model, very, very pretty girl. And while he was with her, he was with her for, for a very long time. Yeah, for and a while. Yeah. he allowed her to be portrayed in the media as being a side chick to one of the other racially ambiguous women that he was having a child with. Mm. And that didn't sit well with me because I look at all four of the pictures where I'm stunned up with the girl them with big belly pregnant 
And none of them looked anything like Jessica White. I don't know if it was a trigger, but I felt very angry with him Mm. that he didn't stand up for her, that he didn't say anything for her, that he didn't defend her. You know, um, it's almost like he stuck with the women that could produce children for him. Mm. You know, Mm. she wasn't able to. She was going through quite a bit to try and it didn't it wasn't successful. But, you know, God is God works in mysterious ways because I think you dodged a bullet. Girl, yes, she did. You dodged a bullet. He most certainly did. Okay, but I just. I just, I wanted to know what you thought about that particular concept of this whole thing, because I felt like there was, there's very much a colorism factor in this situation. And when I, you know, dug a little bit deeper into Nick Cannon, his relationships from a couple episodes back when we were talking about him mm-hmm. wanting to do all of this with these women, I just, I, I felt back then I was like, how come I don't see no black women in there? <laughs> how comes well <laughs> and then the one that does come up you want her to get dragged through the <laughs> through the yeah mud. i don't i i don't know enough like i've heard things about the situation but i don't know enough about that relationship but i do think it's sad that um like she had you know she had a couple miscarriages and then he went and like while they were i think they weren't even fully broken up before he had gotten another woman pregnant and I, I i don't know enough to say like you said the colorism thing i don't know if his, his bad behavior is due to i i i can't i don't know enough to say that his bad behavior is due to like some type of colorist thing but there's definitely something there because of the amount of his baby like who just look at his baby mothers like there's not not one of them are 100 percent black Thank so you. that's that is an interesting point to see and, and, he, why? and he's and he's spewing this Eurocentric concept. Um, <laughs> okay. Hello. <laughs> right. Okay. You're not doing much to fight against it. But and 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 in the process of it, you're breaking down the black family. You know. And so the reason why, like, I I am focused on not focused so much, but I I, I am looking at Jessica White is that mm. he never came to her defense. Mm. Yet he's standing up in four different pictures with four different racially ambiguous women. Well, we don't know really what happened in that relationship. I think okay, he's that's, never really that could be so. That's never really so. spoken on her. So uh, it could, he, he could be respected. And that's even worse, Jeanette. But maybe what he would say is, <laughs> is maybe what he would say would be really bad. So he's like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna let her talk because if yes, I talk, but she she had miscarriages for you. Yeah. So, and, and you were in a relationship with her for, from what I remember, yeah, were, about six years. Yeah, they were together for a while. And you never claimed her. When the woman was coming at you saying all lovey-dovey stuff, you weren't claiming none, no parts of it. Okay, none, no parts. So, well, like I you find said, it very, the irony of him now, you know, he, I don't know, like, is he, is he trying to co- collect children, like shoes or something? Yeah, that that's what I was trying to, you know, after the interview, at first, I thought he was purposely trying to do it, and he made it seem that. But then when I saw his BS interview on The Breakfast Club, I'm like, no, he just wants to have sex without a condom, and if kids happen, kids happen. If the ladies, if the ladies want to keep the kids that are produced, then he's fine with that. Because you remember in the interview, he said, you know, it's a woman's choice. I don't have any choice. It's her choice. 
So basically saying it's her choice if she wants to have a baby and and I and let me sleep with her without a condom. It's on her. And, I'll support and, them. And I'll support thing the kids. That I think is a is a drawback that mm-hmm. is a takeaway from this is that this man's going around the hat protecting himself. So the, there's another image. He looks dirty. He looks dirty. He is a dirty ass man. He's a dirty mm-hmm. ass man, but yeah. I think that you're going out there and you're trying to pump this narrative because mm-hmm. this is not the first time. This is not the first time. And it almost seems deliberate. Like it almost seems like I'm starting to feel like this is a deliberate action. Like he wants to collect children. Well, he said he wants 12 kids on the interview. You want 12 kids, but you're not even sure if you're going to be around long enough to see them grow up. Like, I feel like there's a responsibility to someone who you know, has a disease that could kill them. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the selfishness. It's like, but the way he's thinking, he's trying to think, oh, my legacy, my legacy, my kids. Like, your legacy, yeah, maybe. You know, and, you know, having your kids aren't guaranteed. I think we talked about this the last time we brought, we, we first talked about Nick mm-hmm. Cannon. Your kids are not necessarily going to carry on your your legacy. That's your hope. But, I mean that's not necessarily going to be the case. So why have 12? Well, maybe when you have 12, at least you feel like the odds are better. <laughs> maybe the odds are better when you have 12, there must be a couple that will be, that's willing to take on the, take on the mantle. But, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's broken children behind. It just comes bro. down. It's a, it's a very selfish egocentric type of idea to say that I want to populate the world with all these kids because, you know, basically just, you know, he wants to leave something here. And whether he's gonna die in his forties or if he's gonna die in his eighties, he he that's what he's decided. And my thing is, it's fine. like like you said at the beginning of we said at the beginning of the workout session. It's it's okay if you if you are honest, upfront, and honest with yourself, but you can't be in a monogamous relationship. That's fine, but don't try and justify this nonsense as something that's normal or healthy. That's 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 where I'll end it. It's like this is not normal or healthy behavior and and it's not it's not systematic racism it's not white supremacy it you're coloring it with all these kind of colors and crayons no it's it, it is with at the end of the day you're an insecure man who has money and who needs to va- who needs to validate himself with multiple women and multiple children and that's selfish because you're thinking about yourself you're not thinking about the how many numerous kids that could potentially be fatherless if, you know, you again, you're not the most healthy person. And if not fatherless, uh, you know, knock on wood, we don't want anything to happen to Nick before his time. No, of course but not. But they're not going to have a, they're definitely not going to have a full-time father. That's for sure. But he, he got into having these children with the mentality in his mind mm-hmm. that, well, I'm going to screw anything walking because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I might pass away soon. So, yeah. I'm going to have as many children as I can. Mm-hmm. And and what I want to leave it with is that Nick Cannon, you're promoting the brokenness of families in a community that's already broken. Mm. Could you not? Could you not go on your platforms and spew this type of nonsense? Nonsense. <laughs> Please just keep it to you and your, your, you know, Brum. plethora of women and children. You know, it, it's, it's just not right because not everybody has Nick Cannon money, but you're spewing these stupid Nick Cannon ideas 
to people who cannot afford to do what you're doing. So anyway, I want to leave it on a positive note. (laughs) Bring it back up. Bring it back up. Bring it back up. Bring it back up. So what I wanted to say is to the women out there, okay, you don't have to do this. (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do it. Keep your head up. There are good men out there. There are the ones that want to be there that are dying to find their own little family. You know, just have to look out for those ones and encourage those ones and keep shining as, you know, the lights. Mm -hmm. Us women, we are the light and we have to keep shining that way. So I want to leave it on that positive note and say, Nick Cannon, talk the nonsense. (laughs) We hope your hearts and your minds were activated on this week's show. Whether you led with your heart or your mind, stay passionate and thoughtful, everyone. We will talk to you next week, Wednesday. Bye-bye.